Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There are many things that WWE simply will not stop telling you about. The Montreal Screwjob. Stone Cold survived on potatoes. The Rock only had seven books. But there are still plenty of things they haven't told you or reminded you of because they either really don't want you to know or they really want you to forget. And that's especially true when it comes to behind the scenes moments that preceded wrestling matches. So let's give you 10 of them, shall we? I'm Adam Nicholas. This is What Culture Wrestling. And these are the nine things that happened before wrestling matches WWE won't tell you. Number 9. The Undertaker threatens to shatter Sean's sweet chin. Shawn Michaels was a bit of an arsehole before he found God. I mean, granted, he was much more entertaining, but still, arsehole. He terrorised the locker room, never dropped a title legitimately, accused his peers of conducting extramarital affairs, and was generally a toxic presence so awful at his worst that he thought nothing of bantering off a promise made by a wrestler in honour of his dying sister. You see? Arsehole. The business he was always so reluctant to do had to be done at WrestleMania 14. Steve Austin was the man and Sean's back was in such a state that his career was thought over. Now reports vary over how unwilling Sean was to do said business, but Taker was very much willing to beat him up if he didn't. In a rare public appearance, well, they used to be rare before he became Pitbull's hype man, Taker, not WWE itself, admitted that it was true. Because the only thing more important than Taker sticking to kayfabe and protecting his sacred business is of course looking like a big, hard lad. Number 8. CM Punk is, allegedly, ordered to work through a concussion. CM Punk was depressed in 2013. Several injuries had piled up from which he was ordered to return quickly under the proviso that Vince McMahon owed him one. He returned from a knee injury in half the time prescribed by a surgeon, lost to the second of three part-time legends in that same year at WrestleMania, and was brought back too soon once again to inflate a house show in Chicago at Payback. Ryback messed up his ribs in what was Punk's reward for working and losing Brock Lesnar's best return bout at SummerSlam. Shortly afterwards, he complained of concussion symptoms to WWE's medical team. Nauseous, foggy and depressed, Punk literally shit his trunks in the ring and insisted that something was seriously wrong with him. According to Punk, WWE's staff of doctors expressed their cynicism or apathy and told him to just take some antibiotics. All of this is alleged, just to make that abundantly clear, but let's just say don't be surprised if the name Dr. Leo Sp- 
Oxford chairman, was on the WWE medical staff back then. Number seven, Vince McMahon okays the curtain call. Vince McMahon approved the 1996 curtain call, which incidentally was nowhere near as big of a deal as its legacy suggests. It was important to Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels was very important to Vince McMahon. He let that shit slip by, Jim Ross revealed on his podcast, while Vince Russo claims that he saved Hunter Hearst Helmsley's job, but of course, pinch of Russo for that one, seen as how he only really grew in influence in March 1987. Triple H, as you know, was the fall guy for all of this. Shawn Michaels was the WWF champion and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall couldn't be punished because it was their departure that was the driving force behind it all. But to the extent to which Triple H was scapegoated has since been blown totally out of proportion. Yes, he didn't win King of the Ring as was originally planned, but since the incident happened in May, he naturally wasn't buried for it when the Ultimate Warrior squashed him at WrestleMania 12 back in March. True, he ate more pins than he normally did during those summer months, but despite not being over at all, he still managed to capture the Intercontinental title by October. There was never a serious intent to bury him, with Vince doing the bare minimum to help placate his old-school, high-ranking officials. Number six, Vince McMahon tells Wrestler that Raw doesn't matter. It's quite easy to infer that WWE TV matches are worked in autopilot. Even if you aren't able to determine this personally, helpfully, Brian Danielson confirmed it. He revealed that he could enter the ring and work the required standard without even a thought. WWE doesn't want its performers to go full bore on Raw, that's the job of the writers of course, but WWE themselves wouldn't actually tell you that, because that would reveal that your investment is held in contempt. Now while WWE might not, Shayna Baszler most definitely did, unwittingly ruining every other Monday Night Raw as a waste of your time. Speaking to Renee Paquette on oral sessions, Baszler revealed that in the grim, empty performance center era, she wanted to work a unique, shoot-style informed match with Natalia. She did, Vince absolutely loathed it, then cut it, and then ordered Shayna to work a classic headlock takeover dropdown special. His justification? It's only raw, he effectively said, advising Baszler that she can do some creative stuff on pay-per-views, but Monday nights are reserved for the Gentleman's 3 formula. Number 5. Brock Lesnar is ordered to give Randy Orton head trauma. WWE obscured the planned finish to Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton's SummerSlam 2016 match from the referee. That's how guarded everything was in this match. The idea was to present the match as a shoot, or at least the finish. Lesnar dominated a match with just one mega hope spot before opening a hole in Orton's head with the sharp points of his elbow. Those points, Orton was told, were to be used to graze his head and draw hardware blood from a bit of a scratch. Vince, per the Wrestling Observer newsletter, allegedly instructed Lesnar to make it look like he'd taken the instruction relayed to Randy too far, orchestrating a real scene of confusion and panic that extracted organic reactions from both Orton and the referee. In other words, something went awry because something was meant to go awry, but really, this was just demented carny bullshit. Yes, everybody got worked, but to what end? WWE won't tell you this because Randy Orton legitimately suffered a concussion and that would expose their appalling negligence towards their performers. Number four, Triple H gives terrible advice. But the real question here is, did he give it on purpose? Jesus was an associate of Carlito, who, per storylines, had stabbed John Cena in a nightclub under the orders of his boss. He followed this up with several attacks on television, excusing Cena from storylines with a chain-assisted shot to the kidneys. When Cena returned, a street fight between the two men was set at Armageddon 2004. The match was a formality, the tying up of a loose end, but it's important to note that Aaron Aguilera was a big guy and he might have made an impression on management and advanced his career in some way. He tried to do this by dressing for the occasion. As a man who stabbed Cena in a nightclub, he reasoned that if he dressed up in a pimp attire, the hat, the feather boa, the whole bit, he might have appeared as 
a big shot in the nightlife scene and more of a star than he was in the wrestling arena. Triple H took one look at his style choice backstage and shook his head from side to side, telling Jesus no because he had to save something for his big WrestleMania entrance that would come one day. But of course, Jesus never appeared in a WrestleMania main event. I'll just let you think about that one for a second before I tell you that this is especially galling when you consider number three, Triple H vetoes Leo Rush's attire idea. So here's what happened, probably. The NXT production team misread Leo Rush's Man of the Hour gimmick, not as an initialism, but as the word moth, and plastered as Tron with images, yes, you guessed it, of the insect. A bemused Rush, per a recent appearance on Torgus Jericho, legitimately thought he was to play a moth of some kind. Ahead of an NXT Cruiserweight title match, he designed and paid for an outfit with both wings and a mask. Triple H, scrambling for his comically inept team, told Rush that he had taken it too literally and told him not to wear the gear. WWE stars, as part of the independent contractor agreement, are financially responsible for designing and creating their own gear. As a result, Rush was out of pocket because some idiots in production couldn't identify a few dots between a few letters. Number two, Hardcore Holly gives advice to a young edge. Wrestling is an altogether nicer place now than it was in the seedy underbelly days of the 20th century. The enhancement talents of those days were victims of quite unconscionable cruelty. If their necks weren't nearly being broken by the Shaker Height spike, literally YouTube that sh- it's insane, they were left clueless as to what exactly they had to do by Hardcore Holly. Case in point, Edge. Desperate to make a favourable impression, he asked his senior opponent which finish he'd like to use to effectively pull him over. Holly's response was typically belligerently blunt. The finish is I'll kick your ass. I mean, it's a little direct, but hey, that's one way to get yourself over. And number one, with a bullet. WWE Creative is very insistent that Roman Reigns looks strong. Obviously, WWE isn't going to tell you who is set to win a match. WWE doesn't want you to know the extent to which they're pushing a name act because it would ruin the fun, create resentment within the locker room, and generally show their hand. WWE didn't directly tell the audience they were to receive Roman Reigns as their new god. I mean, they effectively did, hence the reason he was rejected by the fans so thoroughly, but they didn't beam the mandate into their eyeballs. They did, however, tattoo the instructions on the inside of the eyelids of their talent, as infamously recounted by CM Punk on Cole Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast. Make sure Roman looks strong. Make sure Roman looks strong. Make sure Roman looks strong. Punk was told this expressly and repeatedly when feuding with The Shield before their matches in late 2013. It was a sensible directive delivered so adamantly that it would actually end up becoming a meme that fans weaponized to criticize the push. Basically, WWE's booking was so on the nose that it felt less like a TV show and more like an instruction book. But at least we got the tribal chief, right? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.